Welcome in everyone, this is the Takes on Tap show, I am Scott Kirk, joined with Brandon Daniels, and well, we're here, this interesting year, 2020, the year we all had high hopes for because it sounded cool, is finally coming to an end, and it was an inter- interesting year for everything, absolutely everything, especially sports. Especially sports, we had a really rough stretch in the middle of the year, five, six months without our favorite, favorite games throughout the the year Our and favorite thing to talk about. We were robbed of sports. Goodness. But it all came back full circle. We got some great things in the year. That leads us to the question, what were the best moments of 2020? Yeah, um, it is tough to, to really think about it, right? Because, you know, as we mentioned, 2020, we were robbed of sports for a good couple months. And not going to lie, during those months, I didn't know what to do. There was nothing on TV to watch at night. Um, there was no news. NFL free agency happened. The NFL draft happened, yes, but it was very strange. There was no training camp, no OTAs, no NBA games. No M- The NBA Finals happened in October. The NBA Finals were happening as an NFL Sunday night football game was being played. Even more surprising, the Chiefs' Super Bowl felt like three years ago. Yes. I, I, it doesn't even feel like it's on the same planet. In case you don't remember, LSU won the national championship this year. If you're listening yeah, in 2020, if you if you're listening in 2020, LSU Joe Burrow won a national title this year. Don't forget that. <laughs> Don't forget the NFL playoffs happened this year. A lot it's of things happened this weird. year in March. It, it, it's so strange because all this stuff has happened. But you know, 2021 it looks really bright because how much darker can you get? Yeah. Um, I don't want to even think. I'm sure you could, but I don't want to even imagine. So, yeah, that leaves us. This, this episode, all about the top 10 sports moments of 2020. Brandon will give his 10. I will give my 10. We'll talk about each of them. And, you know, uh, just for this list, some of these moments aren't as impactful as, you know, moments from years of, like, 2019, 2018, yeah, We just haven't had so as much. But not a lot to choose from. We still had some good ones, for sure. You know, no fans in the crowd. Maybe the moments aren't as big. But for 2020, even the smallest things felt big because we didn't really realize what we had until we lost it. Yeah. Which is a good thing, you know, fans being in the crowd, you know. Just that alone, you, you don't really realize how impactful that is until it's gone. And it's still gone now, but hopefully but we'll, things pick up. Yeah, for sure. So, that leaves us top 10 sports moments. Brandon, would you like to take it or you want me to take it? I'll take it. So, number 10, it's just a general statement. Sports survived COVID-19. The fact that we were able to get through a five, six-month suspension of all sporting leagues and we were able to get back to the point we are now, the NFL is in full swing, the NBA finished up in the bubble, and now they're restarting their season. They're back in the preseason for their new year. Um, Baseball was doing really well. Uh, It's been a great, great thing to see. All of these sports coming together after the pandemic, after the shutdown, and they've, they've just looked really great and I, I it's such a great feeling when when you didn't have sports for six months that that is like a visceral feeling to have the nfl back or to have the nba or the mlb even golf i was watching so much golf when it came back it was just it's it's great to see so uh, having having all these sports surviving covid19 like they did that's my number 10 cool good for you so you know i'm not really a golf guy it's okay so you know i got a couple golf ones on here. good for you i guess 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I I agree with you. Like the feeling, you know, having you know sports come back. I can just describe it. I remember coming home July after work. The Marlins are on TV. They're playing the Phillies. I sat there glued to the television. I felt like I was nine years old again, right? I mean, to have baseball be back after so long, that meant a lot. It really did. But, you know, not just baseball, but even any sport, which leads me to, to my number 10. Uh, the MLS is back tournament. That's my number 10 best sports moment of the year. Just having sports to watch, you know, like, it, it just felt great. It was like, finally, something is urgent. You know, the MLS. You know, I, I, I like soccer. I don't watch it all the time. I keep up with it. I do. I keep up with the Premier League and, you know, the Bundesliga. Some some action over in Spain with La Liga. But having the MLS's back tournament come back, you know, in, in the Orlando bubble, seeing those teams fight, you know, especially because a lot of the, ga- a lot of the games were uh, late night games. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 9 o'clock starts, 10 o'clock starts. So you can just stay, stay up and, and watch them play and a lot of high-scoring affairs as well. So that just really brought the urgency, uh, seeing LAFC play. And w- one of my favorite teams to watch during that uh, tournament was uh, Salt Lake, Real Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. I, I, I did like that tournament a lot. For my sure. dad and I, we just watched it, and we were just eagerly waiting for baseball to come. But let me tell you, MLS, uh, you did fill in some big shoes. So that's why you're number 10 on my list. For sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on to my number nine. This one's probably going to hurt your heart. But... As a non-Jets fan, it's uh, it's it's always I wouldn't say it's fun to see, but it's always an interesting sight to see how bad they're gonna do. Um, and look, I, it's it's almost a reality TV show to see what the Jets have been able to do with Sam Darnold and how they're ruining the beginning of his career. So I, I got we got we've been getting treated to some reality television this year as the Jets screwed yet another Sam Darnold season up. Not to say it's a top sports moment, but it's a sports moment that has brought a lot of eyes to Sad. the television. It's, it's sad, sad it's sad, but it has brought a lot of eyes to the television, and it's brought a lot of attention to the New York Jets, granted it's been pretty bad. But for me, I like some reality television. Some NFL drama can't hurt, and I'm sorry, but it had to be the New York Jets. A lot of uh, Twitter fingers from that one, for sure. Yeah, you know, I, I had to break in my Twitter fingers. To be honest, I just couldn't think of... Uh, I, I was running out of things, all right? I couldn't think of 10. I yeah, only about 7, yeah, so... Yeah, it's not, it's not the easiest to rank, you know, such a, a weird year for sports moments. But uh, this one is one of my favorites. Uh, it, it should be number one, but it's not because I know just because it, it's a lot to me personally doesn't mean it's the best. But it, it made my top 10. The number nine best sports moment for me. The Miami Marlins making the playoffs for the first time in 17 years, all right? This moment brought me so much joy, so much joy. I've been a Miami Marlins fan all of my life. I've watched all their games. I saw them at Sun Life Stadium with the pinstripes. I saw them at the lowest of lows and even lower my whole entire life. I watched the rebrand from Florida Marlins to Miami Marlins. I watched them rebrand again under Derek Jeter. I've watched them trade away so many stars, I'm losing fingers counting. But nonetheless, they are my favorite baseball team, and they always will be, because the Marlins are just something special. Strange stat, before 2020, the Marlins had the best winning percentage in the postseason at 1,000%. They had made the playoffs just twice before this year in 28 years of franchise history. Both times they made the playoffs, they won the World Series, and that was without winning the division. That was just with the wild card. That's crazy. And still, in 28 years of franchise history, they have not won the division. But in 2020, they finally snapped a 17-year streak of no postseason baseball, and they got in. And how fitting that they clinched 
at Yankee Stadium 17 years after winning the World Series there. Brandon, the first time I met Brandon, fun fact, I was at his place. And the Marlins had made the playoffs. Yeah, that was the first day I met you, actually. The first day I met Brandon. And how did I react? I'm, I mean, let's just say I wouldn't have been surprised if the entire complex came to our door citing noise complaints, because that's how loud you were. I was the happiest you were hyped as hell. I've been in a while. I'm, I'm happier now in December. Some yeah. things have happened. Things are clicking. I had this podcast. But let me tell you, back in September when the Marlins made the playoffs, I was absolutely thrilled and excited. Not only that, not only did they make the playoffs, but they got past the first round. Nobody picked them to beat the Cubs in the, in the wild card but round. They but did. guess what? They beat the Cubs and they swept them in two games. And that was uh, a key to the victory. Garrett Cooper, we talked about him a couple episodes ago. I love Garrett Cooper. He's a clutch player. He hits clutch hole runs. He's due for a big 2021 season. But the Marlins making the playoffs was special. That entire team was special. They were riveted by media attacks constantly because people don't know baseball. And guess what? The Marlins shoved it in their face. And they are going to be a team to be wrecked with uh, for the next 10 years. For sure. So, moving on to my number eight. I know you already just said you're not a golf guy, and I have to bring up my first golf one. Now, because I watched so much golf over the summer, I was treated to a the, one of the first sports to come back, uh, which w- was golf. And one of the most interesting things that happened was there's a player, his name is Bryson DeChambeau. And he's been under a lot of scrutiny. He is not a well-liked player, per se, on the PGA Tour. However, one thing that he did was he decided that, you know what, golf doesn't just, golf is a sport, so I need to really train my body for it. We haven't seen that many players um, in the past do this as much as he has. Tiger Woods used to do this when he was in his prime. He's, he, he actually went through marine training, Tiger Woods did, when he was in his prime, and he became one of the most dominant, he was the most dominant player of his generation by far. And so Bryson DeChambeau decided, you know what, I'm going to bulk up. I'm going to get massive. So here's a picture for you, Scott. This is what he was before. Look at this photo, right? And that's what he was afterwards. The wow. dude bulked up. The dude, the dude went hard to play golf. And another thing that he does all the time is he always tries to out-science golf. Golf's a field game. Everyone just says, you know, it's a field game. If you feel like it's a 7-iron, it's going to be a 7-iron. But he takes in wind density and air density. He takes in every little thing in golf, and everyone thinks he's stupid. It all paid off for him when he won the U.S. Open just a couple of months ago. So it was cool to see someone that really broke the barriers of what we had previously never seen in golf, which was bulking up and, and actually getting on a consistent workout schedule, training like he's an NFL player almost, uh, training solely based on strength, not for flexibility, but really just for strength. And he just outdrove and outstrength everyone. So it was a really cool thing to see. That would be my number eight for the year. Yeah, Bryson DeChambeau, not only does he got, you know, the bulky look, he's got quite the name. Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau. I like that. That's a good one. All right, what do you got? Number eight. My number eight. uh, Tom Brady signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a big one. Big one there. I mean, really, it's a game changer. For the past 20 years, we've seen him in New England. Now 2020, things change. He headed down to Tampa Bay and he joined up with uh, Bruce Arians, right? And this was like in in the midst uh, of the beginning of uh, you know the COVID struggle, right? NFL free agency started. You wake up one morning, hey, Tom Brady is signed with the Buccaneers. Yeah, but Tom Brady signed with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I like it. I, li- I liked it a lot because uh, as a Jets fan, I've always respected Tom Brady. He's, He's also out of the AFC now. So exactly. So now I can actually root for Tom Brady and you know wish him well now that he's out of my way. I, I know I play him next year because we play the NFC South, but that's one game. So whatever. No big deal. One no loss. big deal. Tom Brady going to Tampa. Big, big moment. It, it really it was groundbreaking. 
for sure. I mean, that's a huge thing. I mean, I was a huge fan because now he's out of the AFC. Uh, as a Colts fan, I expected us to be in the playoffs this year, or at least close. And I, I don't want to have to deal with Tom Brady anywhere close to the playoffs because he always beat us. So it, it was a really cool thing to see because that, that's one of the only players, I feel like, in, in our generation that we never thought would leave their team. 100%. It, it's, it's weird to see because you always picture him in, in the navy blue and silver, mm-hmm. you know, with the cold weather and white, you know, things floating around the air. But now he's in sunny Tampa Bay wearing red it's and weird. pewter. It, 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 it is weird to see. It's still weird to look at. Yeah. I remember that first week, you know, him in all white. It just didn't feel, just didn't feel weird. right. But now it's like we're used to it. And who knows what happens with Tampa. Yeah, who knows. But moving on to my number seven, I'm going to go into the NBA for the first time here. One of the coolest things that we've seen all year, this is kind of stretching back in 2019, but Zion Williamson and John Moran, what they've been able to do throughout their rookie year has been absolutely incredible. I don't remember a time where the first two picks in the draft have been as surefire as Zion and John Moran. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember January, guys. January happened in 2020. Don't it, forget, it Zion, Zion made, made his, his debut, debut this year. year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, Zion made his debut this year, like like we just said together. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy because Zion and Ja have been absolutely incredible from their first games. Like... Obviously, you're going to go through rookie slumps, but they really haven't. They they have been proven. They've proven themselves as stars, and I'm so so excited to see what they're going to do this season. That which is starting now. By the time this uh, this podcast this episode goes up, they're going to be in the midst of the the NBA season. So to see these guys transcend the rookie slump mentality and and you know needing to develop, they've just absolutely blown that out of the proportion. They've said, you know what? No, we're going to be stars right away. That's really really cool to see. Yeah, and that's a good thing you pointed out. But for me, my number seven is actually the uh, MLB coming back. That's my number seven. Uh, just to see baseball come back as a whole with different rules and like a different way to play the game. Normally in a season, there's 162 games to be played. I forget. Spring training happened in 2020. Yeah, that's there was spring training games <laughs> in, in, in early March and in late February. I remember watching those games. Matter of fact... I remember watching the final spring training game. The Miami Marlins were playing the um, the St. Louis Cardinals. And it, it had been announced that the NBA got canceled, NHL got canceled. We had no idea what was going to happen with baseball. It, it started out as a two-week delay. Then it turned into a month delay. And then we heard nothing. Rob Manfred did nothing. We heard nothing at all. Or Shane Sports. We were, the, <laughs> we were left in limbo. And then next thing you know, MLB's coming back July, the last week of, of July. Um, 60 game season, uh, also known as the 60 game sprint, because you don't have time to mess around. Every game mattered. Every game matters. Um, you know there were a couple false positive COVID outbreaks oh, that the media just you know attacked the Marlins Blown for. Out of That's fine, but baseball coming back that was great. You know, amazing. Uh, one thing I didn't love, I didn't love the DH in both leagues, but I understand it for 2020. Luckily, it is not coming back this year. But yeah, it was just different, and it was great to see baseball back, and it was great. It was great to see some attention on baseball. For sure. And I'm going to keep it on the trend of baseball, actually, and go to my number six. So the World Series was actually just recently wrapped up a couple of months ago. And Mookie Betts, one of the biggest moves of the offseason was Mookie Betts going to the L.A. Dodgers. That happened this year as well. That also happened this year. And what was so awesome to see was Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers, wins NL MVP, helps him win the World Series. Granted, he didn't win World Series MVP. Um, but he was a huge integral factor in them winning that series in uh, Game 6 in the clinching game. He scored twice and did also 
produce a home run. So, that, I mean, it was a really cool moment to see because obviously Mookie Betts was a star. He just won the World Series a couple years ago with the Red Sox. And to see him go out to L.A. and do the same thing just validates him as one of the best players in, in baseball. Yeah, I can't really disagree with that there. I love Mookie Betts. He's the second best player behind Mike Trout. And you can even make an argument that he's better than Mike yeah. Trout. They're both two great players. Next on my list, uh, I'm going to go... Uh, the virtual NFL draft, mm. and not that it was great by any means, but it's just it was a success. We needed it so much. Yeah, we did. We really, really needed it. You know, um, this is a time when there's nothing going on, nothing of importance going on. Um, uh, apparently, the week before the NFL draft, the WNBA draft happened, and that was great. But the NFL had a little bit more urgency to it, so it draw it drew in more viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seeing the whole thing virtually was weird. It, Roger Goodell's basement looked very strange. <laughs> But um, it, it just came at a time of need. It really did. It had all eyes on it, and it, we knew it'd be weird for the rookies as well. But you know, to see the family aspect, you know, to to get the live look in their house was very nice. Yeah, it was one cool. of the highlights from this draft. <laughs> Not to plug my team too much, but oh, in general, take a look at it. Makai Becton's father, when he was selected, that's a big, big man. That's not a small man. He's huge. He's rivaling DeAndre. Have you seen DeAndre Swift's dad? Oh, yeah. Same thing, bro. Makai Becton's father is a beast. Can see I, where he gets the genes from. Yeah. I, you know, and then, you know, Joe Burrow was the first pick. We saw Tua get drafted. A variety of different guys. It, it was just a, a good thing to happen. It, uh, we wanted to be in Vegas with that, uh, with that floating boat, thing. floating yeah, yeah, boat. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, NFL is the NFL. We got it. And, you know, it just... It was at a time of need. A lot of these things on my list are at a time of need. Yeah. We needed the NFL draft. For sure, yeah. So I'm going to talk about that one in a bit. I'll spoil it. It is on my list. It's a little higher than yours. But my number five moment, I'm going to put in my last golf moment. I know you're not a golf guy, but this is a huge, significant moment for one specific player, Dustin Johnson. He's been one of the most highly regarded players in this generation. Honestly, he's the thing about golf in is really all individual sports is the peaks are so short. Like when you're on top of the world in golf, when you're number one in the world, that does not last. We've seen countless players come take the mantle. Who's going to be the next Tiger, right? Rory McIlroy did that about 10 years ago. Jordan Spieth did it five years ago. And Dustin's always been that guy who's been, he can be the guy, but he always blows leads. He's blown four leads heading into the final round of a major championship. So he's had the lead going into the last round and he's blown it four separate times. And he broke the record at the Masters, which is the most historic tournament in golf. He broke the record for lowest score, which is 20 under par, and he c- captured his second major championship. So to see him finally get over the hump, finally break that stigmatism that, you know, he is, he's a guy, he's great, but he just can't produce when it matters. To see him finally break through again and to win his another major championship, that was one of the greatest moments. Because I'm not a huge, I, 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 I don't follow golf a ton. I used to follow golf pretty recreationally until this summer. Um, but he's quickly become one of my favorite players to watch. It, the way he plays is just absolutely incredible. And to see him finally get over the hump was really cool to see. Yeah, I'm not a guy to watch golf on TV, but I do remember that moment happening uh, specifically. And it, it was nice to see because I've always seen Dustin Johnson's name in the hat. And to see him finally you know, get that big one, good for him. I, I, for I sure. don't watch golf liberally, but I do keep up with the big names. Yeah, so for sure. I, I, do, I, mean, I am aware of Dustin Johnson and you know, the record he, he did break. <laughs> Number five on my list. Uh, talk about the Miami Heat. How about their miracle run in the bubble? Uh, that, that was pretty solid. I, I know Mr. Uh, Grinch over here, not happy about it because he's a Celtics fan. But honestly, who saw the Heat going that far in the, in, in the playoffs? 
No one did. They're a young team, and they were fun to watch. Uh, I remember my friends and I, this was at a time where the restaurants were closed. We would literally hang out, eat outside, go back to my car, put the game on my phone in the car, turn the volume up, and watch the playoffs. It was a great time. Not the experience we wanted, but just to have like, the three of us there watching the heat and just screaming and yelling and the fact that we were even seeing each other, that, that was beautiful. And then, the seat go, and, and then to see the heat go all the way to the finals, another beautiful moment. Uh, I was there when they uh, beat the Celtics. I was on FaceTime because I, I already moved up here to Orlando. Um, let's not talk about the ending. You know, they... They were Not beat, perfect. beaten up by the Lakers, but they were also injured. And, you know, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler was phenomenal during that stretch. It's, it's definitely going to go down as one of the better playoff runs in NBA history because no one saw it coming. Everyone thought it'd be Clippers and Bucks or it'd be Clippers and Celtics. <clears throat> Not sure what happened there. But the Heat, they played great. And, you know, hopefully they keep it up because the bubble was just unique in itself. I was going to put the entire bubble there, but... I just feel that the Heat, you know, really playing well in the bubble goes into that because you know, the bubble was unique. It was like the NBA 2K neighborhood, the barber shop, uh, all all the food places to go, pick up basketball games, mini golf. It was unique. Players had to pay for their own food, which sucks, but yeah, that kind of sucks. it was what it was, and really they did it to entertain us. And there were a couple times where they almost walked out, yeah. but we're not going to talk about that. And luckily, they didn't. Yeah, I I remember specifically the. The, of course, the Eastern Conference Finals. I was at Game One. I went to I went to the Millers in, in, up when I was up in Gainesville, and I was watching. And there was about sixty five people in that Millers. Obviously, in Gainesville, the restrictions for COVID wasn't as heavy. Um, so we were all in the Millers, and it was me and a group of my friends, and there were a bunch of other people there. Uh, there were about sixty five people, sixty four uh, Heat fans, and then myself, the Celtics fan. So I watched Game One, which was if you if if you guys don't remember, Game One was um, the block, the block. I was there. I was, there. At, I was at work. That, back, back when my job liked me. That hurt my soul. Yeah, that really hurt my soul. But the heat, I, you know what? It was a great. It was a great run. I, I can't. I can't be mad because I, I was rooting for them once they beat my team and I got over it. I was rooting for them. I love Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler. That team is so much fun to watch. That snarl. That uh, the snarl didn't end up too well because they didn't win a game after that. But it's okay. Um, but yeah, it was a, so much fun to watch, especially even you know what, even in Game Six of the Eastern Conference Final when the Heat won and they got to the finals, I was honestly even just rooting for the Heat at that point. I'm like, you know what, screw it. I, I this is just a fun team to watch. I can't be mad because it was it was just it was great to see. Even Johnny, you know John Egan behind the scenes. He's from New Hampshire, and you, he 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 turned against me, bro. UCF Johnny, Jaguar Johnny, Johnny Blue Jeans, Johnny. I'm a nice guy, Egan. Johnny, I'm better in person, Egan. Johnny, Johnny Blowhole, Blowhole <laughs> Egan. All right? Uh, even he was rooting for the Heat. So that, that was great to see. That's how good they were. Yeah, for sure. All right, so my number four, you just talked about it before. It's the NFL Draft. It was a huge success. Um, I, I was very skeptical on how it would go. I didn't know. Roger Goodell, to me, just didn't seem like that type of guy. And I don't want to. I've really given a lot of props for putting that together. Honestly, that seemed like an NBA move right there. That was the. That was something I, I would definitely see the NBA doing if they were had to be in that position. I feel like Adam Silver is just that kind of guy. He, you know, having that sort of connection to fans. The I worst think, position. Yeah, yeah. Well, still, he. I feel like that's something they would do. But to see Roger Goodell 
bring a personal side to to the commissioner's position that he's in is it was really awesome actually there were a lot of memes going to the last few rounds the last couple days but we saw dave gettleman wearing a mask inside his own house yeah that was hilarious. hilarious there was a lot of great moments bill belichick's dog made a pick roger goodell was reading the card upside down adam gase's kids adam gase's kids <laughs> we saw the titans meme when mike red was making the pick with all the people in the background yeah but seriously it was a huge success i love the i love what you said you know uh, to see all the players in their own houses, surrounded by their families. I think that's honestly super cool. Like, I, I, I love the whole NFL draft thing where you go up on stage, you get your hat, and that, that's super cool because it's, it's, it's a good press thing. But to be with your family during one of the most defining moments of your life, is that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, my number four, uh, I'm going to go back to January. A lot of people forget this. How about Oregon playing Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl? Wow. That was a phenomenal that was, game. That was 2020, by the way. That was 2020. I, I mean, that was one of the games that really put Justin Herbert on the map. It was a great game. We saw Justin Herbert throw the ball well. He ran the ball through the ground well for a, a touchdown or two. We all thought Wisconsin was going to come in and spank Oregon. But guess what? Mario Cristobal came in, and that Oregon team was special. Brady Breeze, the safety on defense, had a phenomenal game, made some great tackles. He had a turnover. And, you know, just the overall aura of that whole Rose Bowl game with the crowd, special, really special. We're not going to get that same energy in 2021, but maybe it comes back in the future. But that's why it's on my list, because that really is just college football at its finest. For sure. So going into my number three, this isn't really, I wouldn't say it's a top moment, not even close, but one of the, I would say, worst moments of 2020 was, was hearing the news about Kobe Bryant's death. That was, that was tragic for the world of sports and for everyone who's been a fan of Kobe Bryant. I mean, he's been one of the, the greatest players, the greatest sports figures in, 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 in the world. And to see him taken away from, from us and from everyone has been absolutely terrible. Um, but to, the reason why I have this on the list is the, the way that everyone was brought together, everyone was, was brought closer together, the memory of Kobe Bryant still lives on in the NBA. There, all the things that they did to be able to um, bring everyone together and to honor Kobe Bryant, um, that was really cool to see because one of the things that Kobe did the best was he was just he was a figure of basketball. He always wanted to push the future of basketball. He did it for his kids. He did it for the sport. He does it for the W. He did it for the WNBA, and and to see that message and that that goal of his still carry on, even though he's not with us anymore, that was a huge. That was. One of the coolest things to see because he is, like I said, one of the most influential people of all time in sports. Yeah, uh, you know, he's greatly missed all the time, uh, but that's definitely a moment that did define 2020. You know, we, that was one of the first bad things that happened that, uh, of many more of course. that just kept going down and down and down. I, I do want to point out a couple of honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, let's hear it. Uh, how about the Javon Wims fight for the Bears and the Saints? That you and to, I mimic that we, all the time. Every time we go out and play football, that's that's pulled out at least three times. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, or if you want to see the clip, just Google Javon Williams. But if you're watching on YouTube, it's right here. Uh, you know, snatches okay. the chain. Boom. One punch. Boom. Another punch. And then the fight happens. It was CJ, so Gardner-Johnson. Uh, I mean... Took it like a man, bro. Funny. Funny to watch. And hilarious. then the second honorable moment. How about Rob Gronkowski going from WWE champion to NFL tight end in a matter of a week. <laughs> that was crazy. He signed with the WWE. He makes his debut, right? He wins the championship. Two weeks later, he signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hilarious. Hilarious. Just thought it's a nice honorable mention. But yeah, my number three, for real this time. 
how about the NFL coming back? Just in general. In general, exactly. Football coming back, really, okay, whew, a little bit of normality. Just a little bit. That first game, the Texans and the Chiefs, we saw Andy Reid's uh, face, face, shield, face shield fog up. Fog up yeah. It was just... Football's back. Football's back. Patrick I don't Mahomes. want to talk about the Sunday after because, you know, the Jets played the Bills. That was very nasty. But Bro, the Colts lost to the Jags. It was exactly. a rough weekend. Okay? Rough weekend, but still, football being back was felt normal. And normality is good in 2020. That's why it's number three. For sure. That was a huge thing. Number two, though, we're going to go back to something that doesn't even feel like it's a 2020, and that was the Chiefs' Super Bowl title. Uh, it was, you know... The Chiefs are one of my favorite teams to watch. They're one of the most electrifying teams in football. Um, and, and one of the coolest things about that, that title was, was to give it to Andy Reid. Andy Reid is one of the most loved people around the game. And to see him finally get that Super Bowl title after so many years of trying, after everyone saying he's the best coach that's never won a Super Bowl, now he can finally join the club of, of, of coaches that have won a Super Bowl. He will definitely go down as one of the greatest coaches that have ever lived and have ever done it. Um, and it was the Chiefs' first title in 50 years, so it was a lot of historical significance there, and it was, just, it was a huge moment. Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs in the second half, 24 unanswered points to win the game. It was a, it was a great game. I mean, I was in China when that happened, and I was watching on my phone. It was great. I mean, I was, it, it was great. It was, it was really, really good. Yeah, great one to have. That's uh, coming soon on my list. <laughs> but number two for me, uh, LSU. Capping off a great 2019 season and starting 2020 with the national title. Mm. Uh, that's number two for me. Uh, the game was a blowout, but just the whole thing, right? Again, normality. To see the celebration happen. To see them go to the White House. Joe Burrow capping off an amazing year. The cigar. The, the cigar. Iconic photo. That whole team. Ed Orgeron back when he was likable. Back before this. It, it was just fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. You couldn't help but to not root for Joe Burrow, right? Like, you, how can you not root for Joe Burrow? Of course. It was great to see. You loved it. Uh, poor Trevor Lawrence had never faced a triumph like that before. But, Ugh. you know, juggernauts happen out of nowhere sometimes, and, and that's what LSU was, and it just really shows how special that team was. And who knows? Maybe the whole thing that orchestrated it wasn't Joe Burrow. Maybe it was Joe Brady. Yeah, maybe. A future New York Jet head coach. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm lucky but just the whole thing was great to watch uh, like the celebration the White House celebration his picture in that fresh navy blue suit it was fun to watch it was so awesome like Joe Burrow captivated the hearts of the entire American population nobody knew what Athens Ohio was no no until, one knew about Joe Burrow until we were introduced to Joe Burrow yeah it was he's now quickly becoming one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL now so to see him go from Virtually pretty projected undrafted or fifth round, sixth round quarterback to national champion to number one overall pick to NFL rookies succeeded very nicely so far. It's it was a huge thing to see, and that all started with the national championship. Yeah, yeah. All right, well here we are. Number one is about to become upon us. Yeah, but before we get to number one, I do want to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors. All right, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Odyssey Collective. We're heading into the new year, and I want to tell you about Odyssey Collective, okay? Now, if you want to shop their latest collection, go ahead and do so right now at this moment in 2020. If you're listening a little bit after, go ahead and still check out their Instagram at Shop Odyssey Collective because guess what? Odyssey Collective's 
they, they have uh, brand new designs and, and uh, collections every single month. Yes, sir. And if you're listening in December, their collection is coming to a close very, very, very soon. Take advantage of that. Do it while that, you can. That is the coming of age collection. But in 2021, they've got some big stuff coming, which is why I want to tell you about Odyssey Collective. They're dedicated to bringing you entertainment that inspires you to the clothes you wear, all while being minimal and comfortable. It's a great brand. We've worn it ourselves. Mm. We're, you know, we, we might have a collaboration with them soon. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Don't want to we'll give see. away too much, but go ahead. Check it out. Their, their collections. Uh, Instagram, at Shop Odyssey Collective, and, you know, use their website. It's in their Instagram. And when you're at checkout, use the code TAKESONTAP20 at checkout for 20% off your next purchase. Yes, sir. So, number one, what's it going to be for you? Okay, maybe recency bias has changed up my list, and, and maybe that's a thing. But there was no moment better than seeing Alex Smith suit up at quarterback again and, and produce what he's been able to produce. We just talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the show, um, but to what he's been able to do, coming back from that leg injury, uh, doctors saying he'll never play football again, they may have to amputate his leg, to going starting for his team again, and producing what he's been able to produce. That, by far, was the best sports moment of the year. I, 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 can't, I couldn't have imagined a more storybook career or storybook comeback for Alex Smith. You know, I love that a lot. I wish it was on my list, but you're right. Recently biased, it, it didn't make the cut for It's me. okay. It's all but right. I do love that story a lot. I do. I love Alex Smith. You know, I'm a big, avid supporter of the Washington football team. Go, go team, team, go! Hopefully they've won the division by now. <laughs> or locked it up, at least. <laughs> but I love that for your number one. My number one, again, the theme of my list, normality. Number one, the top moment for sports in 2020 on my list. Super Bowl 54. It's number two for you. It is. But for me, it's just a little bit different. You know, I'm from Miami. I was in Miami when it happened. You know, yeah. seeing the Super Bowl come to my town, like when I'm older, was different. When you're a kid, you don't notice it as much. But seeing all the, seeing all the commotion come to Miami, and everything, it was great. It was just great to see. Radio Road for the week, fantastic. I I, I checked out some of the shows happening, and you know they had the shows. Uh, down the South Beach set, outside, covered. It was nice. It was cool. It made me feel good to live in Miami. Yeah, for it sure. It did. You know, Hard Rock, you know, it, it, it was redone. So they had the little tarp over the roof so fans wouldn't get wet. The weather was beautiful. It oh, was nice and perfect chilly. Weather. Perfect. perfect weather. No rain, no humidity, nice and windy. Outside of the snow, that's probably the perfect weather for football. Exactly, 100%. Uh, now for the Super Bowl, I had the flu, so I didn't I didn't enjoy the game as Rough much stuff. as I could have, but just the whole thing, it, it was great. You know, we thought the Niners were going to go on top, and then next thing you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs do what they did. They did Patrick what they Mahomes. did. They came back and they won the game. You know, Andy Reid wins. What what does he ask him? Hey, Andy, Reid, what are you, what are you doing next? I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get some cheeseburgers. Of course, that is the most Andy Reid answer Andy ever. ever. Of course, and it, it was the start of a new dynasty. For sure, seeing the Chiefs win in Miami was great. Seeing everything else around it was great. I I didn't get a chance to go down to the uh, 
Super Bowl experience in the Miami Beach Convention Center. I wish I would have because then I would have gotten a picture with my face on the cover of Madden. But nonetheless, it was a great thing to see. And I, I hope it comes back to Miami soon. It, it, it felt normal. Life felt good. I was a senior in high school. Things were clicking. Senior skip day was upon me. <laughs> All this stuff. It was going well. You're looking forward to prom. It got cut out for me. Oh, me too. Bro. But again, normality at the time was was where it was at for me. So that is why Super Bowl 54 is number one on my list. For sure. I mean, look, I had it on number two, but it was really a toss-up. That was a great moment. That was really one of the last big moments in sports before we had the, the, you know, the whole coronavirus shutdown. So to see that go everything go down and, and, and just to see... Andy Reid get a Super Bowl title. Patrick Mahomes finally get through after what had happened the year prior, um, uh, you know, against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game to finally see him get that get over that hump and get to the Super Bowl. It was just it was an incredible game. Miami was absolutely beautiful. It, w- it was a perfect storm for for the for the conclusion of that season. Hundred percent, and you know, that was twenty twenty. It was uh, twenty twenty. Simplicity, it, it, I, I would say, is the theme for this. Not something we're used to, but you don't know what you have until you lose it and we lost a lot but now we're more appreciative really I'm I can tell you I'm a hundred times more appreciative when the Marlins will be on TV next season when (laughs) baseball happens I'm appreciative every week when the Jets get their ass kicked and I just want to see him play football you know I'll I'll never stop loving sports and I'll, I'll never stop being a fanatic about it and I'll never stop putting that on top of everything else so 2020 interesting year but there were a couple good things this podcast. Yeah, this podcast is was been, started this year. Oof. You We've and had, I met this year. Yeah, we did meet this year. A lot of bright stuff uh, at the end, stuff. you know? Yeah, for sure. Starting classes, but also a lot of bright things to look forward to in 2021 as well. 2021 is going to be a great year. We had a lot of stuff planned. Sports is finally back in full swing. It's gonna. We're looking up. This is going to be the year that we hoped 2020 would be. 100%. And the next time we come back to you, I believe it will be... 2021. 2021. That's weird. So... From Scott Kirk, Brandon Daniels, from the Takes on Tap show, we will see you in 2021 next year.